friends, it's Jenna Moore, performance dietitian, and I am coming to you to tell you about the most epic of podcasts that I've ever done with people ever. And this one is with Natasha Trenev. She is so smart when it comes to the microbiome, probiotics, the microbiota as they exist as individual species. She knows it all. It was such an honor to meet with this woman and talk about all of these things. So I've made this into a three-part series. Welcome to part one. This is Natasha Chernev. Hope you all enjoy. All the love. because we think we can fix a whole lot of people. Yeah, I think we can too. And I mean, like I, I, I see the probiotics fixing a lot of people's constipation, their IBS, like IBS is just a game changer when it comes to this. If you have like, oh, yeah. issues. Um, we should I- talk about that because, you know, the young people, especially young women like you, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, almost everyone that I speak to has an issue. And I said, this cannot be normal. Natasha. So- 55% of athletes have gut issues when they're working out because they're challenging their bodies and then they're eating these highly processed food products and they can't figure out why they're, where they're getting sick. And, and, and everybody just doesn't understand that. Like it has a lot to do with how many whole foods you eat and how many processed foods you do. Yeah. And I have to tell you that a lot of the foods that the vegans buy are highly processed. Like I hate to tell them almond milk, uh, oat milk, uh, coconut milk, not a natural state. And I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm just saying, be aware that that's not a natural state. That is a highly processed food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and what I've found actually is a lot of my clients will get oxalate toxicity. Um, so like, you know, people will just religiously only drink almond milk, almond milk in their cereal, almond milk in their shakes, almond milk in their smoothies three times a day. And that's a lot of oxalates for the body to take in. And we were talking last time about lectins and about how like there's anti-nutrients or whatever you want to call them that, that tend to make it more difficult for an already inflamed gut to just survive. Um, I, I get it. I do. I do. Um, and, and, you know, there's probably, there's probably a couple of vegans out of there that are annoyed, but like, honestly, like if you compare and it, it doesn't even have to be a, a vegan versus carnivore conversation. If you have a highly processed food product with multiple ingredients that are pro-inflammatory versus a piece of chicken, I'm sorry, but like the chicken's more anti-inflammatory, but you know, you can do veganism, right? You really can lentils, vegetables, grains, if your body tolerates them. <laughs> yeah, no, I tell everybody you want to go vegan, learn Indian cooking. Love it. Love it. Indian food is my favorite food on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I tell them, you know, they've been doing it for decades and possibly centuries. They know they've done the work because they've now observed the results in the society. So, you know, uh, it, that's, if you want to really become a vegan, then immerse yourself in that lifestyle and cooking. I love that so much. That's really, that's really good information, Natasha. I just want to tell all the young, beautiful things out there that I've been doing this for 54 years and there's really no new ideas. There's just, you know, new names for the old ideas with mm. some variable tweaks. You know, the keto diet is the old Atkins Palm Beach diet, you know, with a few tweaks. Uh, I'm glad that everybody's discovered bone marrow, but, you know, uh, I'd like to have people use things like that from the culture. So, uh, you know, before we get into all these exciting tips, I think uh, I want to answer your question because uh, I still realize there's many people that don't know what the word probiotic means and why it's so important to each and every one of us, especially in Western cultures. 
you know, the word probiotic actually means for life, whereas the word antibiotic means against life. And against life, meaning it destroys things in your body in order to bring about some kind of a change, whereas a probiotic will bring about change, but that change is always positive and in favor of your body's health. Makes, see, makes, makes wow. a big difference. <laughs> so, so the word probiotic was actually brought uh, by me into the industry because before the word was brought in, the only thing people knew was acidophilus and that's it. If it wasn't acidophilus, it wasn't a good probiotic for your body. So I had to teach and really bring in the concept of bifidobacteria for the large intestine and a few other strains of uh, probiotic bacteria. And I'm always very careful because bacteria are we and we are bacteria because we are really a hybrid. What do I mean by that? Uh, I mean that we have more than 100 trillion microbes in our gut. We have all kinds of gut uh, microbes in every aspect of our body, on our skin, in our uh, organs, uh, in our vaginal tract, uh, in our you know, um, uh, lungs, everywhere you have an opening, there's a bacteria. And there has to be this optimal communication between that bacteria and the immune cells. And there always has to be protection because this change is radical and can happen because of your thoughts, because of a climate change. And in Western society, we've been exposed to enormous amounts of toxins and they're still in our diet. By the way, just one small example, uh, the chemical uh, glyphosate, which I say, when someone say glyphosate and people don't understand what that is. So I break it down so people can understand. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a pesticide that was found in Roundup and it was the target of these multiple class action lawsuits that uh, finger that chemical as being the cause of numerous cancers. And unfortunately that has been found in 80% of the urine samples across the country. When people say to me, why do I need a really good probiotic every day? And I said, because for the last 50 years, we've changed everything in our environment. We've changed the quality of our foods. We've, you know, the staples in our foods have been changed. We're eating highly processed foods. Our air is filled with bacteria and viruses. Our water is filled with chemicals and God knows what else. And our food is also filled with bacteria that are now resistant to every known antibiotic. So I said, don't blame me. I didn't cause the problem. I'm just telling you why I'm still working after 54 years, because with the great distress, uh, more people are chronically ill now than ever before in the nation's history. And I think this needs to be addressed and reversed. And I think all the sexy diets and all the sexy gurus uh, have to be questioned. And we have to go back to some kind of a level of sanity so that people can get back into a more normal, really healthy lifestyle. I think what you're saying is so profound, Natasha, because, you know, it's a, it's a really hot topic in the field of dietetics and, and, and nutrition in general, because people say, oh, there's no difference between organic and, and non-organic foods. And if you're eating vegetables, well, then that's better than not eating them at all. But I think it really discredits the, the idea of what glyphosate does to the body. Now, for so many years, the argument in the literature was, Glyphosate doesn't affect human cells. Glyphosate doesn't, glyphosate doesn't affect human cells. And, um, and so for the longest time, you know, it affected the cell wall of, of, of a plant cell. 
And, and that's what they would say. But then, you know, these microbiologists started coming out in the late nineties saying, Hey, you're right. Glyphosate doesn't affect human cells, but it does affect bacterial cells. And since we have millions of bacterial cells, excuse me, billions of bacterial cells in our gut, and those bacterial cells affect our human body from a very non-direct way, glyphosate is affecting the human body. And then they came out with all those studies on Nod Hodgkin's lymphoma, showing how that glyphosate really did cause cancer in some subjects. Um, so I, I just think that like, there's a lot of conversation to be had about organic versus non-organic and even just like the most simple logical processes of like washing our food when we buy it at the store because even non-organic um uh pesticides like copper sulfate can be pro-inflammatory it just yeah. doesn't have the same mechanism in the gut so I, I really do think we have to have more conversations about washing our food and sanitation and um like like yeah. we were talking about last time i really do think that's important because i don't think that people understand the implications of eating so much non-organic glyphosate in our in our in our produce yeah well it's not only that but even if it's organic it still has bacteria on it and you know i think people are not taught at home how it's why it's important uh to wash even your organic fruits and vegetables they haven't been taught the simplest forms of a sanitary con uh, conduct in the kitchen and i think that's causing a lot of problems and people are auto infecting themselves without even realizing what they're doing which is a tragedy so you're right. And you know what, when you do affect the bacteria in your microbiome, and by the way, now the newest data is that on top of the hundred trillion we have in our gut, we have four quadrillion bacterial cells in our mitochondria that are part what? of my, our mitochondria, yes. And it's actually those bacterial cells that become like an organ inside of the mitochondria that uh, maintain the body's temperature or raise the body's temperature when there's a threat. It's really incredible when we think about how we're really a true hybrid and that people need to understand that bacteria has to have evolved with us that has only our best interest at heart. And we have to understand what we're putting in our body. And that's why we've come to that point where we have to use a really good probiotic and, a and when we eat fermented foods, we have to understand what those fermented foods are and what they're made of because I think there's a great deal of ignorance of people not understanding uh, what the composition of food is, what's going on inside of their gut, because that's what I'm seeing, that every decade things get worse and more young people are ill. And I really don't want to leave uh, and you know, even semi-retire because I feel like my job hasn't been done because I've dedicated my life to this. And if nothing else, I want people to understand what I'm talking about is so important to your immune health, to your body's health, to your energy levels, to your moods, to your skin. Of course, the skin is the face of what's going inside of your body. So if your skin is not clear and nice, has a nice tone to it, it's an indication you've got problems on the inside. So I think um, the fact that also people sit by themselves and eat wolf down food in front of their desktop or Maybe they're watching something on their uh, iPhone. Uh, that that has also caused a great deal of disturbance because food should be uh, a pleasurable, um, how should I say, activity where you get together with friends or family and you slow down and you're able to enjoy your food and you're not wolfing it down and really take a time to take a deep breath and enjoy the moment. 
Oh my gosh. I love what you're saying. It reminds me of, um, of diets, right? Because when people are on a diet, they stress about what they're eating all the time. And that's very like stress is very, um, they, they call it pro anabolic where you're actually in favor of gaining weight. <laughs> so how ironic is it that when we're dieting, we're actually putting our bodies in a state of stress that allows us to increase our chances of gaining weight because we have cortisol and we have anabolic yeah. hormones that are, that are, that are raised. So, so I think that if we were to get into this mentality of, you know, not stressing about what we eat, then we'll, we'll digest and absorb well, the foods that we're trying to, we're trying to consume versus being right. stressed about it all the time. And I think that plays into lifestyle as well. I, I know people who never sit down to eat a meal, a single meal, they're in the car, they're at their office, they're, they're standing up because they're mm. running to take their kids to soccer or whatever it is. It, there's, there's no time. There's no downtime in this American society anymore. No. And I think we created the problem. I think we, we just uh, overdo it and we, I've got everybody on the schedule. We're running like crazy. And I think I, I go back to the European model where, you know, uh, I remember there was a time and even when our daughter was growing up, we had a meal time, six o'clock, no television, nothing comes to the table and we talk and enjoy the meal. And then once we're finished, then you can do whatever you want. But this fact that there's no family interaction and there's not fresh foods, I always tell people, listen, if you can't cook, you know, and you're, you like to eat eggs, get some organic eggs, scramble them with whatever you want to make, maybe a nice light salad. Uh, that's a really easy form of uh, protein, but don't buy something that's prepared, even if you think it's a health food, because it's not, nothing beats the simple preparation of foods at home. And, you know, this is what I'm talking about, that in order to keep all of that balance inside of our body of that bacteria, it's what we put in it. And the less complicated it is, the better it is for our digestion. And the fact that, you know, now we've developed even allergies to good food. Like I know of a young woman who has a severe garlic allergy. She didn't know it. And she used to get deathly ill after some meals and didn't even know why she just couldn't digest and was bent over. And I can't understand because I can eat lots of garlic. But, but the fact is that she is allergic to it. So we not only have to decide what foods we eat, we have to test foods and see which ones really fit with us. And do we feel good after we consume that food? Yeah, I, I, you know, I actually have a lot of conversations with people who have not a true allergy, like an IgE allergy to garlic, but a, a sensitivity or some sort of indigestion, like a mechanical issue, because garlic and um, gosh, all those vegetables, right? Like uh, broccoli and onion, they're so high in sulfuric compounds that if their intestines are already inflamed, they're just putting a highly reactive, uh, you know. Substance, yeah. Well, you know, like in the old country, when we did make the onions, we sauteed them until they were soft. Yes. And that's what I tell people. If you have inflammation, you need to be taking uh, a powdered probiotic along with the capsule every day because the powdered probiotic will help your body deal with whatever it doesn't like. So yeah, you take, you take the powder right before you eat. And then remember, chew your food 10 times. Um, you know, in the really healthy cultures that I've studied, very few foods are consumed raw, including in the Asian cultures. Uh, why do they stir fry their foods? Because they want to break it down and sort of pre-digest it for, for everyone. And also that takes off the bacterial load that's on that fresh food. Oh, I haven't washed it soon. Yeah, your high high flames, stir okay. fry, it takes down the bacteria, kills it. Wow, that makes so much sense to me. It's almost like it's almost like sterilizing your food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
level. And, and, and that's know. because of observation. They've been observing this for generations and they know that this is the way you should be intaking your food. And that's what I'm saying that, you know, gosh, guys, there's so many simple solutions. Uh, and, and as I said, we have completely destroyed uh, the microbiome in the Western society. This is even old data, virtually 7% of women who deliver babies vaginally and breastfeed are capable of giving this special bacteria, bifidobacteria infantis to their infant. Their infant, uh, I would say the vast majority of infants, even born vaginally in North America, do not have this bacterium, which is so important to actually setting up the tolerance of the immune system to what is ingested as food and not perceived to be an enemy. That child, when it's growing, your body is a protein-making machine. You're losing 10 million cells a minute. Your whole body is rebuilt every year, okay? So if you don't have the right microbiome in your gut that's helping your body generate this new protein to build new cells, it starts producing what we call cheap protein. The production of that cheap protein sooner or later will produce disease, including cancer. So it's not rocket science. It's very simple. You know, it's basically the old cliche, you get out what you put in. So if you're putting in garbage and you're not digesting your food, you're constipated or your immune uh, function is down, you have to be able to process food properly, eliminate within 10 to 20, uh, to, with, within eight and 24 hours so that you get the waste out. You don't want to eliminate too quickly because then your body doesn't have enough time to sort of suck out all the nutrients from your food and break it down. So in the old days, we used to call it transit time. I think it's not a term that people use uh, very much these days, but it's very important that when your food enters your body, that the bacteria uh, play an integral part in breaking it down and making sure that the nourishment the body is receiving is in the right molecular size so that the immune system doesn't get upset. See, it's very easy. That's what food intolerances are and allergies. And when you have allergies, then a lot of people cannot consume food, which we consider very good for them. And I'm seeing this in society. Everything that I used to see in healthy cultures, people now are allergic to in this society. It's not a good way forward.